This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Recently, Fashion Is Your Business host Pavan Ball sat down with the host of another Mouth Media Network show, The Game Plan, with Dale Moss, to talk with the CEO of Sneaker Tracker. The conversation was so informational and fascinating, we thought we should share it with the Fashion Is Your Business audience as well. So here you go. Here is Dale Moss and Pavan Ball talking with the CEO of Sneaker Tracker. Enjoy. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. We ask people what they're wearing at the event. And the funny thing is that, so first of all, as we know, all these social platforms teach people how to share information. And as we talked about the whole sneaker culture previously, uh, we just realized that people are actually happy when we ask them what they're wearing. So they're enthusiastic to be able to share the information. Sneakers. Literally, everyone I know has a pair in their wardrobe. They're clearly everywhere. What most people may not know is how much powerful data and marketing intel is walking around wherever you look because of all those sneakers. Coming up, you'll hear from Ben Sivancic, a very successful entrepreneur, one of Forbes 30 under 30, and founder of Sneaker Tracker, an essential smartphone application for today's sneakerhead that shows the who, what, where, and even why sneakers are being worn, shedding light on when consumers wear what and how brands can keep track of their products after they are purchased. I'm also joined by my friend, fashion tech expert, Pavan Ball. We cover the footprint that sports has made on fashion, how sneakerheads are one of the most loyal communities that can powerfully drive brand marketing, how brand collaborations can be great and how brands are putting their best foot forward by embracing sports culture and starting from the ground up with sneakers. I am a champion. I'm winning. I'll win it all. I'm Dale Moss and this is The Game Plan. So I'm joined in the studio today uh, by my good friend, Bent, one of the founders of Sneaker Tracker and also Poppin' Ball, uh, who is host of Fashion Is Your Business. Thank you for joining me today on The Game Plan. Uh, excited here. to talk Dude, sports culture, the sneaker game. <laughs> Exciting, yes. right? Two yeah, things sure. I know very little about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm here for the retail lens, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more in the business stuff too, but you know. It's a really, really interesting topic and an interesting field to talk about how branding and all yeah, the I mean, and, you know. sports culture, the sneaker game. Uh, I'm a sneakerhead, and I know you are as well. Yep. Um, and so many, so many people out there. Uh, it's something that is really shaping in the industry. And you talk about fashion brands; uh, they really lead with their best foot forward, if you will. Um, and of all the the different trends, I mean, fashion is a billion dollar industry. For sure. Why is it that sneakers are so unique? And yeah. brands are putting all their marketing effort, so much of their marketing efforts into it. You know what? So it's kind of a cliche to say, but I think it started at uh, 1985. 
with the first Jordan, with the retro ones. And, you know, if we're talking about sports and fashion, the whole visible aspect of it that, you know, when you're on a game mm -hmm. and you can see the actual product is affecting the whole audience, which means that after that you can take away the impact and connect yourself to the brand you know, much more, in much more relevant ways. So it's an understandable feel to you to see the visual product. Itself. Yeah, you know, when they say, like, the best time to sell a Lamborghini or Ferrari or Porsche is when your customer is five years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's because you idolize those things. You idolize the lifestyle. And, you know, growing up in that era where I was a, um, you know, a Jordan fan, right, in New York, which gave me, obviously, a lot of shit in the era yeah. of, you know, Ewing and Starks and all these guys. And, like, but you saw those Jordan 1s, as you said, mm -hmm. like, just be the iconic symbol of, like, excellence. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah exactly. and, that, and that's, like, I, I remember growing up, all I wanted to do was actually play basketball, and I wound up playing in the NFL. But my mom played on a global uh, U.S. national team that traveled all over the mm -hmm. globe. And I remember you talk about selling to kids and you know when they're young yeah. i used to sleep in my sneakers same really oh, before i take them out of the same box here. i used to sleep in them and in my mind that was helping me absorb yeah. you know yes. the power yes. of the shoe yes. but um you know it that, did actually that it, was my, it worked for you it worked, man. It worked. <laughs> that, that's how i got them boosters that uh, space you know that uh secret yeah. juice from us uh michael jordan and space jam but oh, yeah space jam oh my god yeah. yeah don't forget something so i'm from europe right yeah uh -huh. and so their nba is kind of a thing so it's a huge thing to yeah. us like jesus you know yeah and so when i was like the shuttles were <laughs> i'm telling you sports culture is so rooted man it's like in everything so that's why this conversation yeah. is so, so fun when i was like nine years old and so my first nba game and so the shoes i was like what are those oh my god this is mm. so cool so for us, for European people, that was huge back then, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure the the it was the same here. And I'm really interested how you get on track with this yeah. whole culture. But there is was like, as I said, like Christmas with Jesus. Guys. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. Well, and I, I think it's really, uh, really interesting uh, the concept, which I want to dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, on sneaker tracker yeah. and everything that is being developed because now. Sports is such a powerful marketing platform. And when you talk about fashion brands wanting to get into streetwear, they go into sports culture. Or you talk about even society accepting like the Jordan brand as almost a luxury item now. And it's, you know, um, how is Sneaker Tracker really honing into people's obsession, if you will, with with the sneaker game across the globe. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, the most important thing is to give a feel to people where they can show real time with the visible aspect of why and how they're wearing the products. So as we're talking about NBA games, let's say, what are we doing there? So there's a player, there's a product, and there's the field. So we can do the triangling, right? And that's the impact we have. Mm -hmm. So we would like to do the same on our platform with all the kids. So you will be able to show off your sneaker day by day show to the community what you're wearing and actually just somehow shield it up with information mm -hmm. which is actually based on your physical and offline habit of living. Now, now, is this more important for the discovery aspect of new sneakers or is this um, going to essentially be a like a 
a new network where you're going to have, you know, social influencers or yeah. influencers emerge? You know, I would say both. Because first of all, the information we can get out from there, it's really important for the future, for sure, for mm -hmm. brands to understand the customers. But on the other hand... And what type of information are we talking about? Actually, oh, yeah. So we're talking about post-sales information. We roll on-field information after the purchase period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, for sure, we would, we would not like to be like a simple data collecting platform. Mm -hmm. So we need to give back something to the community. So yeah. in this case... That's the whole point why we're building the community platform where actually people can show to each other what's happening there. The, the so community both. aspect yeah. is, is, is so important. Um, and I think especially when you're dealing with anything sports, yeah. you know, everyone says teamwork makes the dream work. Um, and they're relating and tapping into something that they're familiar mm -hmm. with. Um, and rather than with so many brands out there nowadays just – trying all these marketing tactics anytime you can feel someone uh you know, make someone feel or a customer feel like they're part mm -hmm. of something bigger and they can tie their name to it um <clears throat> it's definitely a win-win situation and i think it's unique too because mm -hmm. you're in a european market so yeah. really understanding the influence and the drive and this growth of uh Sneaker sales, footwear, you know, Nike, Adidas yeah. has exploded, mm -hmm. which uh, Pav can definitely touch base on after one of his uh, recent discussions. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's truly a global trend. Well, um, just to put this in perspective, right? Like right now, the sneaker wear um, market is about $45 billion. Mm -hmm. um, and it's poised to go up, I guess, uh, I think to $95 billion within the next six years. You're right. right. That's the number. That's of a $200 billion shoe wear business yeah. uh, in, in total, in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you're finding is now this is a major opportunity, a huge shift. Um, so you're finding that brands, I'd say like this is the decade of collaboration, mm -hmm. right? Never yeah. has collaboration uh, been such a huge part of culture. Capsule um, collections are Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. So you're finding like, you know, companies that have traditionally been deemed as luxury, they're still luxury, but mm -hmm. they're going into categories that yeah. weren't necessarily considered luxury, like streetwear, like mm -hmm. the Balenciaga sneakers and Valentino's got sneakers and LVMHs. I mean, yeah. everyone has sneakers. This is different from exactly. shoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you're talking about street fashion and high fashion and luxury products, I think the boundary is not there anymore. So no it's, zero. It's, 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 it's completely and, and everything's this, merged. And I think that this is catalyzed by you know I would say specifically NBA players like yeah. the Westwoods coming out there yeah. and just yeah, yeah, being yeah. like, damn, swagging out <laughs> in their in their press, you know, in yeah. in their post uh, press releases. So yeah. all of a sudden, it became like E Entertainment News when they're coming off the bus and into the stadiums. Like, yeah. what are they wearing? Yeah, exactly. You know, that was never a thing before, right? Well, so and you know, if you're talking about BRKX, you know, yeah. the platform where they're showing all the sneakers on yeah. the field. On mm -hmm. the game, yep. I mean, they they almost have a million followers. Well, right? and, and and all of the leagues that normally used to uh, restrict their players' creativity and the things that they wore has completely changed. The NBA, yeah, um, good point. Completely revamped their dress code rules, yeah. and now they're allowing players. And you know, part of this is in due to Nike yeah. and Nike's big partnership. Um, 
they're definite they're allowing players to customize and be as creative as they want with their sneakers and what they're realizing yeah. is for example kicks on court. oh just recently yeah. the colors right that you're allowed yeah to wear they, they can yeah, yeah, so the sure. teams yeah. can yeah. choose now their colors what yep. they what they want to wear home or away so exactly. it's always changing and they coordinate mm -hmm. and also with their sneakers they can wear yeah. whatever they want uh customize spray paint everything for their kicks and that's that historically kind of, not kind common. of pressure on them because have you heard about the story with jr smith from last year when he on the game he wore a supreme sleeve oh yeah the supreme yeah. sleeve who, yeah. who started it yeah you, and started you know what it. happened after that <laughs> so in the half time the coach just told him like okay so you should take that off because you know it's it's not good for nba and this year some month ago he just tattooed it on his leg the supreme logo big time oh wow that's a statement that's yeah, a statement he doesn't that, care at all that but that's exactly what you know and when, when i talk about the nba that's exactly what the nba has done they have made statements for diversity they have made mm -hmm. statements for inclusive uh inclusive measures yeah. they are the most recognizable for sports figures mm -hmm. in america mm -hmm. at least obviously soccer on a global scale yeah. um and from a marketing perspective Brands will tie their name to that because obviously the bigger picture of the NBA mm -hmm. is so powerful and mm -hmm. it can move mm -hmm. so much as mm -hmm. far as culture shift, but even mm -hmm. industry trend shift. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you look at the umbrella of a league, yeah. it's a safety net for a brand. Mm -hmm. Now they can unload and not smart, really yeah. back a player sometimes, but that NBA as a whole, they want to support that, that union, that brotherhood, you know, that that beast of a machine. And it's it's getting that way with the NFL, you know, even despite all the 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 negative PR that they're getting right now, yeah, yeah. there's a major shift yeah, in the sure, NFL sure. in the marketing yeah, yeah. space. Well, you know, let, let's uh, let's take first of all, like sports players, like you know, entertainment, sports. You guys are the ultimate quote unquote influencers, right? So, like when you go back before the most social media, people are for sure. on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's proven. So if even if it's um, you know before social media, which is relatively new, right? Last ten years or yeah. so, it really yeah, took yeah. off. You know, you relied on your style acumen and your decisions on editorial direction of like large, large publications, mm -hmm. right? That it, this is what they think is cool. This is what they throw out, right? Yeah. Or what the brand's aesthetic is. Yeah. What you're finding now with the de democratization of like media mm -hmm. in the sense that everybody's media. Dale is fucking on his phone right now and I'm seeing like yeah. just <laughs> messages on messages, people yeah, yeah. actually interacting with him like live real time, man. right yeah. now, right? So like Dale is a bona fide media outlet, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point, point it's like you know if everybody here with a cell phone could be a media outlet exactly. then it's not the nba as a powerhouse anymore it's the individuals that You're are right. that are part of the nba yeah, right yeah. so when this starts happening now yeah. you, you have styles splintered so For now sure. everybody is just like the access is like i am now going to be following dale because that's the dude I connect with yeah. mm -hmm. from a personal standpoint and a style acumen so i mean yeah this is kind of a change because let's say then 10 years ago the stage was only the stadium, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're telling, right? Ten mm -hmm. years ago, think about that. Yeah, yeah actually, it's, it's this, nothing. The, how yeah. fast nothing. Yeah, yeah. all this is changing. Yeah, and right it's now, nothing. your whole life is the stage. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it is everything you do. So that's why we, when you hear lifestyle, a yeah. lot of times it's diluted down, I think, now. Right. Um, but really, every brand is incorporating a lifestyle component. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, the most uh comfortable way or easy e the easiest way for them to transition into lifestyle mm -hmm. is through 
mm-hmm. athletic wear, sports mm-hmm. wear, the mm-hmm. sneaker game, obviously, which we're talking about. And then, you know, th- this is something that um, you're seeing these brands just go back in time and recycle, you know, oh, bring, yeah. with with the brands. So they're like, oh, we're rebranding or this is a, ca- you know, a classic. We're bringing this from the vault. Adidas originals. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah. see every, I mean, release and drop culture like crazy is yeah. everywhere, right? So that is triggered by all of this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have Fila coming out, Starters, rebranding, Kappa. Yeah. I mean, like all of these old heritage streetwear brands mm-hmm. yes, yes, are coming yes, back, yes. which you could buy at Models for $15, or <laughs> Todd Schneider could re, re, you know, revig it up and sell mm, it for 150 you know, like, Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> Todd, yeah, Todd is like the king of collaborations, but mm-hmm. he's one of the those designers that has, uh, has really tapped into the, I always say the king of mm-hmm. collaborations, mm-hmm. Uh, but his sports culture, like even his, 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 uh, his footwear, obviously, he has his luxury stuff, but his sneaker game at his mm-hmm. Madison Square store mm-hmm. is all no. They're always like the hot, like hottest sneakers, yeah. but also he's done an amazing co- uh, mm-hmm. collaboration with Champion. Mm-hmm. He's done uh, numerous things over the years, and I see him as one of the people who really has has done it better than most any. Obviously, some major brands mm-hmm. have more more money and more resources, but mm-hmm. Todd is crushing the game, man. Yeah, but let's also not forget that uh, taking it back to like the sports collaboration with streetwear. Yeah. I mean, almost like as you mentioned, fine Jordan, but then there's Rod Laver, right? Like For the sure. original. Like these are these yeah. are just OG iconic yes. collaborations that are you know. Yeah. And that, how many spottings are out there? Like you know, Ronaldo is wearing a shoe. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a new information. Yeah. You know, so oh, it's not about just the collabs. It's about the fact where you said that who's wearing what. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Messi signed by Adidas. Oh, yeah, you have yeah, yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah, the Real Madrid. $1.1 billion, billion dollar deal. deal with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. By the way, though, how do you see the whole like sneaker influence in other sports like in NFL? Well, I think like, you know, that's one of the things that it, it really crosses over. When we say that there are no boundaries with this, it mm-hmm. crosses over to all aspects of culture mm-hmm. and it does it in sports. So when I was playing... Um, when I was playing in uh, Tampa Bay, uh, just for a brief stint, I remember that um, our quarterback Josh Freeman was sponsored by uh, Jordan Brand, okay. which is obviously mm-hmm. you know Michael Jordan, the the, the goat. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I said it, so that might be some arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember obviously all his football apparel, everything was custom tailored Jordan. But they were the hottest kicks; like mm-hmm. yeah. everyone loved his kicks. You talk about Le'Veon Bell who was uh, dealing with all the issues, obviously, with the Steelers and holding mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And his his teammates looted his locker, so, you know, as a joke. <laughs> but regardless, I don't get down with that. You take someone's kicks, like, yeah. Yeah. that's that's personal. But yeah. the, the Jordan kicks, you know. Um, and you're seeing the influence um, of all sports really carry over into one another. Uh, soccer, so football, American football, and then you go into soccer. Um, you know, I see so many similarities mm-hmm. with those, but also the athletes support one another. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a level of empathy. There's a level of understanding and there's a level of respect and passion. Like those are their tools, okay. especially you're talking about your footwear. You're talking about yeah. what that brand you wear represents. Well, so that's the thing you said, you hit it on the nose. These are your tools, right? And uh, as yeah. an athlete, as, mm-hmm. as an observer or a consumer of sports, I'm looking at you as a performance machine. You're going to yep. use only things that heighten your performance in every aspect because that's your profession. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to be the best at, the yeah. best you can possibly be. So let me ask you this. When you rock sne- – like you don't often like post product shots and things mm-hmm. like that in your Insta. But Dale, when you like recommend a sneaker, do you get a lot of comments on those types of things? And like if you're – if you- 
like yeah. you know this is not like you know what i mean like, no definitely definitely i think like the sneaker aspect like constantly and personally if it's something that i don't like and when it comes to something like that mm-hmm. like if it hurts my feet or if it's not perfectly yeah. perfectly uh if it doesn't feel right maybe i'll give it that i'm not yeah. rocking with it and i won't support it but the thing is like i'm very receptive to brands even though i'm no longer playing mm-hmm. i'm still athletically in a really great place and do a ton in the health and wellness space yeah. um it's it's amazing to see how responsive these brands are because as a as a former pro athlete and still someone who can perform at a high level, mm-hmm. I have been able to creative direct and help build out campaigns with these brands mm-hmm. from a firsthand perspective. Um, and again, for different sports, like the New York City Marathon, uh, worked with uh, Newton Running and Michelob Ultra, who was one of their partners. Two things that don't even mesh, right? Yeah, yeah, beer. Mm-hmm. But they're beer they're tapping no into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they do from that, uh, from an entertainment perspective. But, um, and, but, Amazing experience, but they they brought us out to a whole curated lab at uh, AB headquarters to help construct these shoes and give our feedback because they wanted their team, Team Ultra, to perform the highest mm-hmm. at the highest level and have the best performing shoe. Um, and yeah, it was it, you know it's my background in sports allowed me to shift and dictate a. Uh, campaign for a brand in a completely different industry. Mm-hmm. I just find this stuff fascinating. You know, like yeah. for, you know, before, so when I say before and after, it's like uh, pre-social and pre- after social, right? Like, yeah, like after social. So, what was so, my life like <laughs> 10 years ago? Yeah. What was my life seven years ago? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Stone you know, you had the brands again, like kind of. Um, putting together what their, um, I guess, idea of what their style is mm. and, and who should mm-hmm. be wearing it and things like that. And even when they gave their products to whether it's athletes or, or uh, entertainers in, in other fields, they would dictate how they should wear it mm-hmm. and uh, how it's modeled and all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. And I think it really did come with the Kanye deal with Adidas is that, you know, he he got up there and he's just like, he rocks it the way he wants to rock it. He announced it. He dropped it. Yes. The yeah. way that he wanted to drop it full outside of PR. Control. Yeah, full it's, on, it's right? Completely. And, and it's yeah, like, you know what? Huge. At that point, it's like you you have to see the tremors and what what is now deemed as authentic and mm-hmm. what's not. And like you just have to give that creative control yeah. to now the po- people that you want to align with your brand. And that's it. Like <laughs> you just let it rip after that. And and that's what's exciting about now is that because as you mentioned, you're not gonna endorse anything that you think is uncomfortable or is mm-hmm, not high sure. performing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Benz, you're not gonna wear anything that you yeah. don't feel most co- like yeah. you know what I mean confident in or whatever it is. Exactly. Like, so like dollars don't matter as much anymore as authenticity because that's what actually creates the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, that's and that fuels a real influence uh people connecting on that level because it's not about um we had a conversation and we were talking about uh kanye easy everything with the mm-hmm. boost whatever and it's not even as much about kanye as it's about who he's associated with who it supports obviously the lifestyle people love his messaging exactly. but i feel people more relate because like those who support him they see all these other powerful figures mm-hmm. who are rocking Kanye's shoes you know there's a level of exclusivity they're not released all the time but like his backing and again it's going back to a brand that's rooted in something that they're familiar with yeah so coming up you will hear Bent's talk data strategy 
and what that means for athletes and brands. All right, everybody, I've got a game plan for you. Let's get this show to number one on the charts. Find the game plan with Dale Moss, part of the Mouth Media Network family of shows. Give us a review and a five-star rating, and let's change the game. Let's dive into some of the data uh, that we have on Sneaker Tracker. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive, and obviously a lot is geared towards the European market, but can you just give us an overview of the overall data that you've collected from uh, Sneaker Tracker? Yeah, so uh, as I know, you're looking at last year report, right? And what happened there, we teamed up with SneakerNest, which is one of the biggest European street fashion conventions. And we visited six uh, countries, six cities, mm-hmm. and we started to collect information on spot. So what we did, we asked people what they're wearing at the event. And the funny thing is that, so first of all, as we know, all these social platforms teach people how to share information. Yep. And as we talked about the whole sneaker culture previously, uh, we just realized that people are actually happy when we ask them what they're wearing. So they're enthusiastic to be able to share the information. So in this case, as I said, we visited the six cities and made a top line report on how people are actually using the product on field. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sales numbers, just a thing. But after that, the visual representation of the shoe and the brand, it's another important thing because if people are not showing off in it, yeah. you know, where's the, where's the, where's the de- depth of well, the... Uh, and from a standpoint of how you're collecting this data and yeah. not only saying who's wearing it, but where, where they're wearing it, why they're wearing exactly. it, you learn all these things. And when you talk about a perspective from... Again, we talk about creative direction and control of these pro athletes on and their influence on the marketing campaigns, the releases. This is so valuable for them because they're going to know where to release their shoes, when to release it, how to release it. They're going to know the countries. I believe, yeah, you said you have six countries, you know, here. They're also going to know even the data that you have on gender, male versus female, which the women's shoe game and the sneaker game is growing <laughs> rapidly as well. Exactly. And that's something that players, athletes, but brands yeah. cannot negate. And yeah. I think like it's a big th- thing as is with um, all, the, all the things that we've had in the media here in the mm-hmm. States in women empowerment, but also just the whole overall health and wellness space is yeah. growing rapidly across yeah. the globe. And, you know, it's it's really top-line report, but if you think about how easy to gather information on the spot and just to go back to sports, like in a stadium, mm-hmm. on a game, mm-hmm. and to be able to track and analyze what kind of habits are people having to wear that product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can talk about caps here, shoes, all the major, you know, items we can wear and we can represent on field. And it's really, really different than the sales information. Well, actually, yeah. So I actually, uh, I was out in Budapest not too long ago uh, with Ben's uh, over at a, a conference called Kicks Are Good. And what they did I was like a the real... Yeah. yeah. Kicks Kicks to the point. <laughs> shout out for Kicks Are Good. Out shout out to Bankrupt Tours R Us. Um, but but um, yeah, so essentially they had this like live real-time analytics of like what people are actually wearing in that 
venue right wow. now. Yeah. So it changed every second or a few seconds mm-hmm. as they're capturing data of what yeah. people are rocking. So not only what brands are the most popular there, but also what are the different models. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's really important for kids to, to see the, the brand representation. Like, oh, wow. So I'm the 101 person who's wearing the Yeezys on that event. Yeah. It's important because they see the, the whole game happening real time. Yeah. And so... One thing is the data collection for sure. But on the other hand, the solution we came up with for e-commerce called WCommerce, the varying base commercial solution, mm-hmm. it's really important because previously, and again, sorry about that, I'm talking a lot about triangling. But if we think hey, about Hey, this the fact, is about strategy and marketing. <laughs> yeah. So this is the value of all this. Yeah. So. so if you think about how can you sell the next product if you have the triangle real-time on field, mm-hmm. it's really easy. So we just realized that if we're channeling back all this information to our own platform mm-hmm. and giving the access to the kids to buy a shoe from another kid's, you know, fee. Yeah. That's this, this is extremely I, – I feel like this is where – a lot of brands, retail has been wanting to go. Mm-hmm. It's just the implementation portion exactly. in the tech. Now, having that is so valuable because I know I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. I like to see things. And when I can see it on on field, you know, just like yeah. when I'm studying mm-hmm. something, yeah. when I would watch film, it helps me. I can really position myself in that, in that shoe, in that, you know, some apparel, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And again... When you can actually kind of surround yourself with people, you get like I seek out friends who are, are sneakerheads. Like if they got the, you know, they're the plug. Yeah. They're the plug. Like yeah. yep, that's it. Yeah. I, I, hey, always reaching out. Hey, exactly. Can I get this kick? Can I get this kick? Like it's like that secret in. Like if you got the shoe plug, you are a hot commodity in yeah. any circle. You know. And you know yeah. the psychological connection is really interesting. And by the way, so the tech here is not rocket science. Have mm-hmm. you noticed? You yeah. know, but. The whole point to be able to have the community, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, technology... It's getting the interaction. Yeah, the technology is out there. To having an app or having a platform yeah. nowadays was that bullshit, you know. Well, what that's you... the thing. You're not only taking, like, okay, well, this this many people snapped their Air Jordan 1s, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. actually also now being able to tabulate what are people commenting about that. Exactly. Um, you know, and how is that now driving to sales whether it's in the the retail yeah. environments that are nearby or on e-com and you yeah. know a varying base habit is a comment too right? yeah but on a different level i think it's like what, what have you noticed just in general when we talk about sneaker culture i think sports culture they mesh together to a degree but sneakers just are commu- for athletes and you know what i mean community. like they were yeah. built because yeah. athletes need sneakers, sneakers yeah. and like, that's it <laughs> it's it's an obsession though it really is like uh, i mean i remember uh even now some of the most uh search things i have in my home page you know mm-hmm. bookmarked on my uh on my phone and on my computer um, release dates for shoes mm-hmm. yep. and mm-hmm. like clockwork. I put reminders in my, my yeah. calendar yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, hype beast. <laughs> yeah. Hype beast. And, um, it's, it's something that has never, ever, ever faded. I think sometimes maybe your taste change and the, no, it just change. got bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It got amplified. And yeah. the closet got smaller. <laughs> There's no more space. You know, yeah. you, you could, you could thank, uh, I mean, look, when I was younger in high school days, like, and this is like mid nineties, mid to late nineties. You know, you had these T-shirt shops in New York where I would come into like Dave's Quality Meats where I didn't – you know, they basically – they packaged their stuff up like um, like a meat shop. But mm-hmm. there were T-shirts and there were exclusive T-shirts and kicks and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember I was never a sneakerhead. I was never mm-hmm. in that category. But I 
like you know a lot of my friends were yeah. growing up in Queens, Long Island, and like we went to these places, and I was just I couldn't understand why people were buying t-shirts for 120 dollars sneakers yeah. for five six hundred dollars yeah. in the 90s yeah. right and like so that's always existed in their pockets right but now you have like these kind of these high profile drops like the, this whole culture of dropping stuff yeah. like and with queuing with, and everything it's the queuing the, like supreme like putting out a lighter Yeah. Or, uh, or a brick, or a That's brick. Yeah, like <laughs> once a brick. week, they're just yeah, they're just doing anything. <laughs> is that a symbol? Like, is yeah, that yeah. talking about? That's a shot. And people are just around the, the block. Throw. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I remember. Um, so when when Kith did uh, their Nike like thing Rick. over at Atrium on, on yeah. It, oh my God, I went there. There's ice cream going around. This and that. And I happened to just walk in. It wasn't like this was something on my calendar. I had to be at. Yeah. And I was like, wow. what the fuck is Kith? Right. And this, you know, there's Kith, years. Kith Kith is, yeah, yeah Kit. That's a perfect example too. When you talk about like uh, collaborations and, oh, yeah. and what they've done, like Kith is seen, and it's, I would almost categorize that as a luxury boutique, luxury store. I mean, sure. yeah, to a degree, and like yeah. their releases. I mean, they, and culturally, like everybody knows Kith. My nephew came up from uh, Atlanta. He's, uh, he's in town, and. All he wanted to do was go to Kith. He's like, I want to go to Kith, New York. Yeah. I don't want to go yeah. to Kith, Miami. I've been to Kith, yeah. Miami, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. it's not as good as Kith, New York. This is where I'll... And, like, the first thing, where can I go get these sneakers? <clears throat> I've been seeing all these sneakers. I was watching some of the games. I watched the Knicks play, and, like, uh -huh. these guys have some of the sickest kicks. Mm -hmm. And this is a fashion mecca, but they also know this is a footwear mecca, too. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I love... Uh, I think we're departing from data a little bit. <laughs> we're going back to the lifestyle. <laughs> but I do love, yeah. like... All right, so now with um, you know 3D printed technology mm -hmm. or the 4D like soles and things yeah. like that, yeah. it makes collaborations and like the possibilities mm -hmm. of developing yeah. these like small limited run capsule yeah, collaborations yeah. so easy. So mm -hmm. now you're seeing a lot more, or I'm, you know you're going to see a lot more um, athletes take advantage of that. So if you want to be a brand ambassador, or you are a brand ambassador yeah. with you know an Adidas mm -hmm. and Nike or whoever yeah. it might be. I mean, you could literally start like your own exclusive shit right yeah, away by exactly. designing it. Like if you're a sneaker store owner, you're a retail owner yeah. and this is happening, right? Like yeah. all over the world in major yeah. markets, you're finding like the premier kind of anchor culture sneaker stores exactly. are also getting capsule collections. I mean, you remember Nike ID? Of course. Then? What do you mean? Yeah. Remember? I mean, that <laughs> Lower East Side. Every, no, like this, this, well, that's the bespoke. This is yeah. the whole mass customization that world exactly. started with Nike ID. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can upload logos now. You can do it. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's everything, man. That's where, that's where it was started. I think the whole collaboration and you know customization yeah. part. Well, and I think like so we talk. We're you know we touch base on data, yeah. but you know I I feel these capsules are so important to brands a you're aligning yourself with a different demographic but also mm -hmm. you're collecting data from resources that mm -hmm. you never would have normally tapped into exactly. yeah. and then i you know thinking about this as well we're talking about tracker and like the tech that goes into this and the innovation so you're putting the highest performing athletes in you know these shoes so mm -hmm. you're going to test them out and try the most innovative things that are going to help them be a fraction of a second better mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. will make all the world. Well, the how, okay. So I know that uh, a priority of your trip over here to the U S is to actually connect with influencers that have, uh, you know, in the sneaker world. Right. Yeah. And a lot of those yeah. happen to be, um, athletes, mm -hmm. right. 
why? Why would an athlete want to connect with Sneaker Tracker and be a part of that situation? Okay, so it's an interesting question. First of all, as you said previously, an athlete itself is kind of a media outlet. Yep. And she or he has his own community to show what he's doing. So in this case, and especially if you're talking about, let's say, a campaign with a brand, mm-hmm. the fact that in our platform, it's it's trackable how that person is actually doing the campaign mm-hmm. and make the product visible, I think it can be interesting and important for athletes too to represent their brands on the right way because they are doing it every time on Facebook and Instagram. But, you know, it's right. a newsfeed base. But to a sneaker community itself, a sneakerheads. Yeah. When do you see, like, most of your interactions now are Europe-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when do you see your, like your tools coming out here for the U.S. market, or is it available and people just don't use it yet here? Yeah, I mean, so for now, what we're waiting for is the app launch for sure. So the structure is actually based on a service company, and in February we will have the application launch. So from there, we will be able to to gather much more in the U.S. market on an easy way because mm-hmm. we will have the tool to reach out. For now, you know, it's much more harder to run around and talk about it. But when we will have the tool, mm-hmm. that's an easy, easy way to go. So, like, with everything that has been put together, obviously, uh, the innovation, the tracking, mm-hmm. really just bringing together people and connecting brands with influencers, athletes, people yeah. from around the globe yeah. and following their movement. The, the concept is is brilliant. It's where everything is going. How did this all come about? Like, take us through your backstory in in business to growth and then what led you to this point with sneaker tracker oh yeah. my god i it's first of all everyone story. should follow <laughs> bents on instagram <laughs> at i bents yo check out his his handle right now it's I'm really gonna, funny uh, i no i i saw it so um and i'm gonna i'm gonna share that with everyone it literally says sorry not on instagram today have work to do or something like that yeah, and like nine that, different yeah. titles something like that and then it says forbes 30 under 30 i literally yeah. have no i'm not like <laughs> Forbes yeah, 30 under yeah, 30. yeah, no big deal. Um, sorry, got work to do. So, <laughs> so I, I dig it. I respect it. I respect the hustle. Man. And you're in an influencer world, which yeah. is yeah. which I love the most. I'm like, yeah. I'm, the, I, I'm the, them off. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't fuck this guy up. I'm the perfect non-influencer. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, I, I really don't want to go back to my childhood, but I started with media. Uh, 11 years ago, I was working for Sony Pictures as a sound designer. After that, I was working on feature films. And when I made my first company, when I was 22, I realized that, okay, so the media stuff is cool. But I'm really interested about business stuff, sales and stuff like this. So when I was 25, I left the media scene and started to focus just on business development and building my own stuff Mm -hmm. and helping other companies. And... Uh, that was the time actually when I when I was on the thirty under thirty list with with my first startup, which was a media startup. And what what, what did that consist of? Just really like branding, marketing, and so analytics? that platform was stands for. So it was a communication platform. Okay. Everyone knows about it. It's called Time Note. Yep. Uh, the whole point was to connect people in media to be able to communicate on a higher level. Perfect. It's like Slack for, yeah, um, for like media. media producers, yeah, right? Okay. Like sound yeah, engineers yeah. and uh, exactly. video editors and things like that. Yeah, too. yeah. Directors, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, no. Especially with this your license real quick. That's yeah. the number one thing that people struggle with is telling a story, communicating their yeah. message. So yeah. having that and so successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, making sense. And after that, so my co-founder in Sneaker Tracker... Gabor, 
He's a really, really cool marketing guy. He's a heavy, heavy marketing guy. And years ago, like two years ago, he was working in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. After that, he came back to Budapest. Now he's with me there again, but he was working in Amsterdam for, for a marketing company. And we talk every day. He's a really good friend of mine. And is, is the fashion industry, is it, is it uh, really strong and thriving in Budapest? I'm not familiar with the area. Uh, in Budapest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd say so. Yeah. So, and every day I talk to Gabor. And he was talking about the fucking sneakers every day. In Amsterdam. <laughs> in Amsterdam. I was in mm. Budapest. He was in Amsterdam. And he was talking about the sneakers every day. Every day. <laughs> and I was like, why? Please stop this. And he never stopped it. So what I did at the day, I was sitting down after our conversation. And I was like, okay, I really want to find the gray area here. The blind spot. And what to do because, you know, it's ridiculous that he's talking about this every fucking day. Yeah. So I really want to figure out what can we do with it from the business perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how the whole idea just popped out from my head. Mm -hmm. And after that, like after three or, three or four days, I called back Gabor like, hey, so stop talking about sneakers and let's work on this. Yeah. So yeah. that was like two years ago. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I uh, met you for the first time in March 2017. Yeah. yeah no, I want to say how, how much prior it was, to that. It was last year. No, no, no. I met you the year before that. Mm, I'm not this sure. this year, I didn't do the house. This year at South we, by. We, we met before. Yeah. 17. We, so so yeah, yeah, 17. 17. It was like. So how much for, uh, prior to that? Five months. So this. Really? This, yeah. this concept and idea is is, is very. It's still really, really fresh. Obviously, it's been something that has been thought about. But um, I mean, the the idea and the real push for sneaker tracker hasn't been around for even a year and a half from start, like from development stage. Correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, so my strategy was the following. So I saw a lot of mistakes in startups and in companies, and the biggest one is the following. So, and I did the same with my media company mm -hmm. that I was focusing on the tech. Okay. Just an attack. Make something good, you know, and, and be able to serve the market with the technology. Mm -hmm. But after that, when you have it, what do you do with it? Yeah. If you don't have the audience, you're fucked. That's, that's a perfect time for us to go to a quick break. You'll hear Ben's breakdown, marketing strategy, and how community plays such a vital role in the growth of Sneaker Tracker and for businesses across the globe. Coming up right after this. I want to know who you'd like to see on the game plan. Hit me up on Instagram at DaleMoss13 or at thegameplanpodcast.com and let us know. And if your suggestion makes it on, I'll give you a shout out on the show. We left off and I want to dive in deeper to, to what you said. If you are focused solely on the tech when launching or in your marketing strategy yeah, yeah. you're quote unquote fucked exactly right? yeah, so, so it's about, it's about the community yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I want you to continue on with that mm -hmm. so uh, just a really interesting story before that so I mentioned before that we were the partners of Sneakerness uh -huh. as technological partners <laughs> we didn't have any tech back then yeah and but what we did is that I just realized that if you're focusing on the branding and how to actually grab the audience we would like to focus on before everything, before starting the, the, the development even, mm -hmm. maybe that's the right way to go. But, you know, in some cases, and as I said, if you're focusing on technology and startups, 
you need to sell and you need to find the right market and it's undoable. And, you know, you're burning a lot of money mm-hmm. if you're doing it mm-hmm. after you have the technology. So if we try to, you know, just check a roadmap where we are saying that, okay, I'm building the tech and then I need to market it, for sure it will be much more in, uh, expensive for you than to... Wait, you, you mentioned with sneakerness, was that a personal contact? Was that a relationship that you had already cultivated prior? Uh, no. How did you how did you convince them to say we're going to be the technological pro- uh, <laughs> partner without any technology? Yeah, actually, the interesting thing is that we just explained them what we would like to do, and it's really important to us to have fields like them as events to be able to show it on the uh, small level mm-hmm. that we are able to do this on a higher scale when we have the application. Yeah, and they were like, okay, we would like to team up and let's do this Got in it. the future. But you didn't know them prior to that. No, 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 that's impressive. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, do, you, do you feel just the market that you were in, the sneaker market, is something that helped escort that? Is, has it been exactly. much easier to... Yeah, for uh, sure. I think that market is much more easier nowadays than uh-huh. any others. So yeah. you cannot yeah. do this with cars or, 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 you know, bread, who knows. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the sneaker market is so booming right now. Did you say bread? Well, bread, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cars yeah. are bread. Cars yeah. are yeah. bread. <laughs> like bread money. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Sprouted bread, <laughs> yeah. white bread, yeah. Yeah. multigrain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't really build community yeah. around with those as, as yeah. much as you can sneakers. Yeah, no, I could totally very true. Especially when people are restricting their carb and the keto diet is all the rage. <laughs> you, know, you know the thing that I... <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing that I've like really fascinated about with the sneaker world and is is the hyper engagement in the community mm-hmm. aspect of it. So mm-hmm. like, you know, in a world where right now you have brands all over fashion and other areas of quote unquote lifestyle, um, really struggling with brand loyalty. So in this day of just a lot of distraction and screen time, whatever it might be, there is a case to be had about there's just that diminishing kind of level of brand loyalty with the younger generations. Mm -hmm. But just the opposite is, is shown in sneakers specifically like there is hyper engagement there is a deep connection between your customer and the brand um and and all the facets that come with it but what i love also in addition is like how delicate that balance is Mm -hmm. so like the brands have to be so careful to not misstep or not um abuse their audience in the sense of like not doing things that are critically yeah. them or what, what, like what in the past has worked for them. So mm-hmm. I'll say Supreme's a good example yeah, of that sure. to tell you the truth. But and I mean, always been exclusive to, to be honest, yeah. like from the standpoint, I mean, they were, you could purchase and access them way easier from a product standpoint, mm-hmm. but their owner founder has been a mystery man for years. Yes. I mean, but I'm also seeing that they're, you know, they're, they're losing their, their audience credibility yeah mm-hmm. um because they're collaborating so much with so many different things uh, it's hard to say yeah. i mean have you ever just tried any supreme product also well just, just think about quality. this it's not i mean it's, it's not, might not it's, not it's just what the industry is yeah, doing they're maybe they're running down by capsuling and doing similar things people are picking and choosing now like i love supreme's collaboration but mm-hmm. i just can't get it Fendi's got this collaboration and it's pretty dope or now they're doing well, it with Fila like it looks it's like it's just Fila. what's cool and what's not right and yeah. what dictates that is the the influence around culture and things like that and uh, you know brands have to be really really careful and cautious about how they present themselves yeah. that's it like you know you make one misstep and it's it's a wrap you know mm-hmm. and and I appreciate that about this because it keeps everyone really honest no, and true. thinking and thinking 
towards experience and connection versus mm-hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. Of course, bottom line's bottom line. Your yeah. investors are going to want their money. You're going to want their money, <laughs> your money. You know, like, but yeah, yeah. you know, if if you do things the right way, and I feel like sneaker culture has always kind of done that, is built up this experience around purchase where everybody in mm-hmm. fashion and retail is trying to now move to that finally. But they hmm. know they know their target demographic they know their ideal customer and mm-hmm. they know how to tell the story yeah. and i you know when it goes back to anyone writing a brand transcript or their marketing yeah. aspect it's understanding your customer so it's community uh, though right like community. so, so yeah, yeah customer and community this, for sure yeah, and yeah. like to you like dale like i see you and you know we're both we're friends with omar so i'll give a shout to omar bolden shout who, out omar who does, you know his daily Super deposits <laughs> well he does he does daily deposits for instance uh-huh. right and uh you do your uh early and often mm-hmm. and what i love about this is like seeing the actual interaction come back from the community that actually emulates what your lifestyle is mm-hmm. yeah not because they want to be you but that aspiration of a lifestyle is something that's very attractive to them. So they're actually living it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're transferring this, this, this kind of this, you're developing a community yeah. around your, just your well being, mm-hmm. Right. And that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So even if it's, whether it's a brand in the sense of selling a consumer product, good, uh, or, you know, a CPG company or, or a, someone like yourself who I hate, I hate the word influencer, but yeah. someone mm-hmm. who has influence and in, in uh-huh. media extension, you are a, a real brand and you are creating community around yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how is that now? How can that be transferred? Like that knowledge share from what you do. And I don't know how the hell you started this because like, <laughs> you know, again, your, your Insta live was going on a second ago yeah. or like earlier in the conversation. I'm like, there's comments popping off. Yeah, so people are on it. Yeah, just one thing. So if we're talking about influencers and influence, can yeah. I add the word representative? Representative. Yeah, you're just a representative of yeah. either yourself or yeah. a company or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, and there's ambassadors, and ambassadors, and, and yeah. at the end of the day, it's really who are you aligning yourself? I, I I see things like this no different than a relationship. From a business standpoint, the conversation doesn't start because I just want to make money. Mm-hmm. It's because I want to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. I understand the process. I want to learn and know. I don't want I don't want anything from a brand per se. I don't want product. People will try to send me product and like I don't I don't want it unless I believe in it, but also what's my emotional connection to it? How does that connect? And now I think of it my audience, my community. Yeah. How does that reflect? Will they receive it? Because I share not everything, but I share a I mean, lot. You're pretty of open, bro. That and I'm nice. fine with that. Yeah. Um, but it, I know that it. How long did it take you to be fine with that? I, I, it really hmm. started after once I decided to stop playing football. Is yeah. when I because so I grew up in South Dakota, small mm-hmm. town, and we wound up in South Dakota, um, uh, just through. Um, family moving uh into an area you know my dad was going through some addictions at the time and mm-hmm. then you know my mom uh and my dad just wanted us to grow up in a better place and we did dealt with all the racial and you know my mom was disowned because of biracial marriage and all those mm-hmm. things but it's amazing when you talk about sports mm-hmm. and like that was the barrier that broke down all Everything. the racial yeah. like yeah. i couldn't stay at friends houses when i was a kid like mm-hmm. you know i was called nigger like yeah. millions of times and now deals great at sports so yeah, yeah it's like hey this is approachable. Now it's like this. And like, right. um, and again, my mom 
played on a national team that traveled traveled the globe and representing the country representing the us yeah. yeah and um she's from small town in westfield iowa but um so i was like always i was never guarded per se mm -hmm. as much as i was just i didn't want people in my space or them to think like they didn't deserve to know like this family structure despite what we had going on um, to their eyes. Like we had a great family structure, but anyway, um, sports was that barrier that allowed me to really open up. But I remember from the time when I, or that allowed the doors to really open and be accepted. But I remember from middle school, we didn't have pro teams in South Dakota. Hmm. I was under a microscope, under a camera and since middle school. Really? And I remember going on my college Recruiters visit. Recruiters and all that. Yeah, yeah, and like media and like we didn't have any pro teams. Really? So oh. I remember like going to my college visit um, and like I walking through the hall with one of the guys who was a, a senior on uh, the college team that I went to, South Dakota State, but um, which I stayed close closer to home. But and like the like some girl peeked her head out. And she's like, oh, my God, Dale's here. <laughs> and like the hallway is like flooded with people, you know, and I'm like, eh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> my, my state championship game. Yeah. yeah in high school was like it was just a different space but like because you get like so a lot of these guys who were like super you know they're going to these major programs and i would expect that someone in that situation would go like tough guy or most like would kind of like shell up and just go kind of like a yeah. little bit a little bit harder to like I do that. I tried to keep it squeaky clean and Dude, polished. Dude, squeaky clean. I, well, okay. I knew that, like, if I did something negative, it was going to reflect on, on your family, family but oh, also, yeah. like, even the kids validating like, people coming after Absolutely. me. You know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but no, no, I'm, I'm more so. Okay, when I look at your Instagram and your your personality around i mean you have a big personality and you're not yeah. scared to share it. you're yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. goofy as fuck you know in yeah, a great yeah. in a beautiful way yeah, right? and i think me, that honest you know what I mean? what and doing. i think yeah, all yeah. of us are really goofy but not not all of us have that um confidence to um to show it yeah right to show it to the world like yeah. fine i'll show it to my friends my family all day yeah but then to actually turn the camera on yourself yeah, yeah. on a daily basis yes and throw it out there. And like, how do you like? How is that something that was is just your, you know, that's innate. That is something that you, you know, you feel that goes out there. Or is this something where you saw this connection develop between you and folks that follow you? And you're like, no, this is a real connection. They need to see who I am. I think personality was always there. Like that's me. But just when you start, embrace, yeah, you can't make that shit. When up. you embrace, <laughs> yeah. when you embrace it, because when I started thinking of things as like work, and I had to do these things, yeah, mm -hmm. the the perspective was completely different. But um, and then I just I was like, shit, if you can't accept me for me, this is yeah. me all day. So like, yeah. Yeah. I hate it or love it, I know what I'm putting out there is real. And then just having fun with it. It, it goes back to when you talk about the community aspect, mm -hmm. like building something and being a part of something bigger than yourself and know yeah. that you're positively impacting people's lives or even, mm. you know, it's, sometimes it's a release yeah. and that's where brands are also getting, you know, I, I can't tell you now how, like when I used to do things, they'd be like, Oh, here, here's the guidelines, here's this and this. And now it's like, Hey, whatever you're doing, you're doing yeah. it and doing it and doing, doing it. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep doing your thing. Um, and I'll turn things down. I don't want to disrespect anyone or alienate any of my fan base or community, you know, just for, for a dollar. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make any yeah. sense. All right. So we've, we've talked a lot about sneaker tracker, sports culture, sneaker culture. What does this platform mean for any influencer athlete brand? 
that wants to get involved and be a part of this? So first of all, how I see it, we would like to build a stronger psychological connection mm -hmm. between the products and the customers with the platform itself. And on the other hand, how I see it, if we really understand what's happening with the products on the field and in real time, and real when you life, reference field, you just mean, mean in the like wild, in the in, wild, yeah, yeah, in real in, life, in, yeah. in world, uh, then that information can help again, not just the brands, but the community to have the right products, follow the right influencers, have the right information from the market mm -hmm. and be able to look to the right direction and where the whole market is heading with the teams, with the, you know, athletes and with all the players who's representing at the end of the day, the brands themselves. Mm -hmm. And it, it really talk about where the trend is going. I mean, yeah. it sounds to me like if done right and utilize the data is utilized right, you can create a trend. You can stay ahead of that's the trend an aspect for sure. and really shift an industry. Yeah, you know, if you have the the influence. Yeah, you you can monitor the trend and you could or just allocate your marketing and your your targeting way more effectively, right? Like if I know that this brand is you know trending up in Stockholm versus in in Amsterdam, then I could target Stockholm. Mm -hmm. You know, I could I could start out reallocating and distributing resources. And the and the easy access and the fun way to participate in the W commerce part of the platform to be able to have the right sneakers from mm -hmm. the right places and you know on a gamified way. I think I think it's important too to talk about versatility. Uh, you, you're not necessarily just stuck in one market what you receive what you learn yeah. um usually there's other trends or other products or other yes. sports or other yeah, yeah exactly that, that so it's, it's so, scalable so exactly. we really wanted to step up and and find other you know yeah tools. I, was, I was listening to a podcast today by hype beast radio um uh -huh. and they were um interviewing uh cranium mm -hmm. who's a you know a, a musician artist and he was talking about how music has become such a stew mm -hmm. like a it's a little bit of this it's a little, a little bit, bit of that, that. you know yeah. like you know people are listening to jay balvin who <laughs> literally he doesn't speak english right yes. but he's the number one yeah. trending artist or second to drake like in the yeah, world yeah. right and it's like because he take a little bit of latin flavor you take a little bit mm -hmm. of you know um of reggae and you take a little bit of hip-hop and that's what's happening in every aspect of culture including mm -hmm. where fashion is is hitting sports and it's never been stronger and it's it's really really interesting to yeah. see how this whole pot is being mixed up it's yeah it really is crazy and you know i think one one thing i definitely want to end today's show with and that conversation segues perfectly into this is to just flat out talk about five sneakers five shoes that have created a complete industry shift and then maybe we'll throw in it's one industry shift or like the in shift? our heads, our like culture, in, in our world, because we're probably okay. from all different, like little let's, bit eras. Let's just right? say culturally five that stand out. Let's, let's kind of discuss this. Five can we that say really cliches? You can anything. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But that made a, a major impact on culture as a whole. So it could be okay. one by one. Okay. So. Added a superstar on the MC. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Level that's, level that's, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. So about that. Okay. So we got, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Jordan ones, right? Yeah, forget. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it. Jordan. I, I I feel like you almost have to put the the Jordan. Uh, you have to. 
whole lot. I mean, it's, the whole it's thing. completely yeah, yeah, changed. Because yeah, sure. the 11s from a sports and player yeah. standpoint are like the yeah. holy grail. And the ones are the originators. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. there There's so right. many. So many. Um, if we're going the most recent as far as lifestyle... I would say it just in recent, like Yeezy and how he's done it. Of I mean, course. It's, yeah, yeah. It's of a course. Oh, and the collection from 2012 for NFL mm-hmm. from Nike, the dark pack or dark collection. Oh, yeah. And, 35 and that, teams, 35, yeah. 35 limited shoes. And that's something that's being replicated. When you talk about like specifics in sports culture and where that's at, um, you guys are probably too young for the Reebok pumps, right? No, the oh, pumps no, are glad with Shaq too. Hey, Shaq, they, Shaq, Shaq they try to re-release yeah. When I think Reebok, I think Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the pumps, I have a pair of pumps. <laughs> when, right? when I, now when I think of Shaq, I, I think of his gifts, his, <laughs> yeah. uh, his shimmy shake down. Shimmy 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 up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, what up? <laughs> Lavers, right? I, I think Keds in general, mm-hmm. if you talk going back to tennis, mm-hmm. Keds. Yeah, there's, but, I mean, again, the, the list goes on and on, but I think yeah. that this is one thing that we, we uh, there's no denying. Converse All Stars. It's it's something that sticks with all the trends that kind of come and go. Uh, yeah. The sneaker yeah. trend. It's not, it's it's not, it's not going, going anywhere. To stop. It's a lifestyle. Yes. And, and, and right now, I'll say Pharrell Hughes. Yeah, the Hughes, uh, mm-hmm. those are sick. Adidas Hughes, I mean, yeah, right? yeah. and that's the cultural aspect. That's really it's bringing social issues into the forefront, which you see with these campaigns. And it's again, these are platforms that brands are tapping into to 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 support their community, to support um, society, and, and it's definitely working. Uh, so, Bets, anybody that wants to connect with you, find you on social, even though <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, it's few and far between, and then really follow everything with Sneaker Tracker. How can they do that? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Sneaker Tracker. And if someone is interested by me, you can find me on Instagram too. My page is really interesting. <laughs> I B E N C E, as Pavan said earlier. So, yeah. It'll take you all okay. 10 seconds to get through. Hey, super <laughs> And then, Pop, same thing. Where can everyone find and connect with you? Also, who are the brands, fashion, uh, you know, uh, aficionados, if you will, or just people that you want to be connected with? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm looking to connect with. Honestly, I am a connector. Yeah, so I just, uh, for, and that's for so me, true. He, yeah, for yeah, me, I sense. just love just good people, man. If you're working on something interesting, I I definitely want to know about it. If I have a, a an opportunity to lend mm-hmm. uh, towards that, whether it's relationships or insights, I'm more than willing to do that. Um, of course, my background has stemmed from uh, retail and fashion tech and strategy in that mm-hmm. space, uh, but I do cross over a lot into other industries. But you could. Listen to the podcast, Fashion Is Your Business. Um, you can tune in over Check there, out. Uh, which is also a mouth media production and just kind of there. Or you could learn about everything that I'm doing at my full name.com. So P-A-V-A-N-B-A-H-L.com, puffinball.com. All right, perfect. Well, I appreciate y'all talking sports, sneaker culture, and strategy. Uh, looking forward to following everything that's coming up. Hey, thank you all so much for listening. I can't wait to share uh, next week's episode. Until then, what's your game plan? The game plan with Dale Moss is produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019, the Dale Moss brand, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. 
Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.